everybody. This is AJ Capasso here with another episode of Talking with the Source. I'm here as always with two great people. Go ahead. Robin from Hoffman Paranormal and Talking with the Source. Jonathan Keyword, JK47 Paranormal. Nice. So how you guys been, man? It's been like two, three weeks, dude. It's been, you know, we took a little break. I mean, Robin had a nice little, like, she's still having a nice little vacation. Um, so, but yeah, man, uh, it's a nice little two weeks off. Um, we have an awesome guest today, but how you guys been? Yeah, all right. Spending time with the family. I what feel you. Yeah, yeah. Good. good. I feel you, man. Hey, if anyone hasn't checked out John's podcast, check it out. Targeting with the Source. Um, absolutely amazing. He goes, he does a live um, sessions. Um, he contacts. Targeting um, with the JK47. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. My headache, dude, is so bad yeah, right now. Please tell everybody because I obviously can't right now. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. Uh, targeting with the JK47. Uh, basically, uh, I'll do live sessions, stuff like that. And last week was uh pretty good uh week before that beer cozy flew across yeah it's pretty crazy stuff so uh that's the first time i ever had anything move down here and i've been doing it what for about a year and a half two years now down in the basement so yeah tell everybody yeah. what the sessions are about though because i find that the most fascinating it's not just random so tell them what it's about well yeah so um no, I just listen to spirit and uh, I try to help cold cases like that. That's what I want to do. Is I want to give the unknown a voice, you know, let the spirit talk. And, um, you know, I was, I was sitting there one day watching the news. And so this latest episodes were about uh, uh, Ellen Ray Greenberg. Um, she was a first grade teacher that uh, died in Philadelphia. Uh, Ten stab wounds to the front and 10 to the back and bruises all along her left side and she she uh was declared a suicide wow. <laughs> that's some joe biden shit dude <laughs> like yeah. like uh, it, i swear to god man like her fiance's uh father is way up there in nbc and i don't think he wants his name tarnished you know i that's where i'm going with my uh communication so I'll take it. I'll take it on. I don't care. Absolutely. Well, guys, check that all out. Um, and uh, our guest in back just said in a, in a chat right now, she said, I know the Ellen Greenberg case. I follow true crime, too. So let's bring her on right now. Um, we've had her on before. She's an amazing medium. She's been on Paranormal Survivor um, and told her amazing story of what she was affected by. And I mean, it just it was absolutely crazy. If you guys haven't seen it yet, she will uh, let, her, let her talk about it. Um, but check out our other episodes. She's also had, we've also had her on where we've had three get random guests come on um, live and get a free reading with her. And um, it was absolutely tremendous. I mean, we had my friend Jen, who she has no idea who this girl is, literally bawling her eyes out um, about her grandmother and certain things. And, and really, but I want to bring her forward. Her name is Laura Lee Potvin and let's bring her forward. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having hey. me. Hey, I know that Ellen Greenberg case. Well, I'm going to give one of my favorite YouTubers. There's quite a few besides you, all of you. And I'm uh, following you already, Jonathan. <laughs> um, it's called uh, Grizzly True Crime. And I oh, love okay. her. Do you know who she is? Gisela Kay? Uh, Jonathan? I, 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 watched, uh, I watched a couple of her videos. Yeah. 
Well, the re- she's been uh, the reason why I like her is she focuses on the victims and right. uh, the families. She's had a bunch of people involved with the Ellen Greenberg case trying to get some traction with this because it is insane. The lady got two stabs to the back of her head post mortem, meaning after she yeah. was dead, rolled it a suicide. In the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, how do you stab I mean, yourself after you're dead? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I think. No. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's wild though is that you said her whatever, whatever, what's uh, boyfriend or whatever husband's father was NBC. Is that what you said? The head of NBC? Yeah. Or her, her fiance's her fiance's father. So he's a producer at NBC. He does like on the Golf Channel and and some other shit. But yeah. he he was just starting out and and. This was back in 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so shit's been be able, but you know, just like most things in life, it, if, if you plant something, it's going to grow, it, it's going to come out. So, well, and, even the and that's what I feel. That's what I feel I'm here for. And her father is an NBC executive producer. So he has the call on and shots on a lot of things. I'm just, I'm just bringing it forward man well i know she, uh, she was their only daughter she was their only yeah. daughter her father was an oh jo- joshua and sandy uh greenberg yeah. as their parents names and and mm-hmm. i can feel their pain like on the on the oh. news when i saw the report and i was like i'm gonna help this family i don't care if people follow me i don't i don't care anymore i'm i'm gonna do this live because i feel i owe it to to my gift in in sharing it with you guys and that's why I always go live with my sessions. So there's no debunking anything. You hear what I hear. And I, I got some crazy shit. So, yeah, no, definitely some The whole stuff. crime scene, the way it was handled, though, like, I mean, it's never been yeah, handled that way. The lawyer's been yeah. on there. They've got an ex cop that's a PI on this. Like, he called yeah. his uncle first when he, the fiance, who's a big wig lawyer, I think, in the area. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, it just smacks of. It's, oh, she's told me. Thing. She's told me it, it, it's him. She said his name very clearly twice live. So, no, see, you know, it's so crazy because it's like we're told that, you know, our life has these endpoints and that we have certain endpoints that we could reach in life, like multiple ones. And it's so crazy to think like this poor lady passed away because of someone else's hand. And I wonder. You know, obviously she's not, you know, throwing books at him as we know or anything that we're hearing. We're making him crazy or anything. But it just makes you wonder, like, do some do most spirits, literally, do they like accept this or do they like do they accept that their life was cut short? And it's one of their endpoints. Like, is this something that we're told on the other side? Like, oh, listen, you know, this was one of your endpoints and you happen to go down this path. Unfortunately, you knew of hand before coming here. But obviously we forget when we're here because our you know, mind's going to erase and all that kind of stuff. But. I'm just wondering, like, because there are some that want vengefulness and are angry about it, and then there's some that aren't. I mean, it is like, do some just react different? I mean, how does that work on the other side? So, as I understand it, so when we cross over into the lighter, as I call it, going back home, and I'll add, I've studied near death experiences professionally and personally for 40 years, and I believe I've had one as a toddler, and I'm a nurse, so I've been very lucky to be there. God forbid, you know, the, the patient ended up going into cardiac arrest, they were resuscitated, and then they share their experience as well. So when we cross over into the light, 
we still maintain some of our characteristics as a human being. We can come through, we can come visit back here, or I'm glad that she's working with you, Jonathan, and you're doing what you're doing. That doesn't leave any room for doubt when you're doing it live. But we lose that human perspective of things like justice and revenge and the way it's been described, and we don't even have a word for it, love. And it is so incredible, the love. It's almost, one of my friends described it like a love soup. Like you start with all these ingredients, right? But once you chop them all up and puree them, could you separate them? No, that's how, how together we are. So she may have contracted with this fiance before she came into this lifetime and agreed that this would happen. And regardless of what happens, right? Like say this does come to fruition, how many years later and justice, you know, is sought and out there may be something that comes because of it it's hard to say but she did i will guarantee you and it sounds like she's crossed over we don't have revenge we don't have hatred we don't have anger um we're home we're home no I, I i've never asked what on this on all the cold cases i've worked I, i've never asked you know are you are you seeking revenge or or anything i i just ask them the questions and that you know i think they just answer because they know the answers you know i don't think they feel they don't feel that you know i'm gonna murder this guy you know or whatever you that know? can happen that can happen sorry i have a delay guys i should have said that i do i'm getting a new computer i ordered it yesterday but so if i speak over you i apologize in advance no, but where we see this, okay, is people who refuse to cross over into the light for whatever reason. That's where we start getting earthbound spirits. And believe me, if they were not nice in lifetime, they don't get any better. It's almost like they get worse once they leave their body. Yes, I, I agree power. with that. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we'll see revenge and hatred and hauntings and then even our thoughts. Everything's energy, right? So our thoughts, our words, and our emotions are all energy and not everybody has thoughts of love and light that's got to go somewhere right the law of energy can't be created but can't be destroyed it can only be transferred from one place to another so that's where we get things like tulpas with collective energy people believing it and stuff like that so i hope i answered that yeah. so what about, what about my list i have then because i've got a list of people i want to haunt when i go <laughs> I fully intend on doing it. Can I still do it when I go? Well, welcome to Earth Realm. That's where you're going to stay for a while, dude. But you know what? Right. Some people are going to get a rocket up their arse. Okay, so Robin, you're a jokester, and I know you are, and love you dearly, love all of you. And um, so, say you were coming back to one of your family members. You might pull a trick on them that you would have done in in your lifetime. But I always say to people, because people will contact me and say, is this my loved one? And if something is scaring you, doing really awful things to you, especially maybe they didn't mean to scare you as a loved one, but you say out loud or think it like, hey, you're scaring me, dude, stop. A loved one is going to stop. Okay, so when it's something darker and it starts to build and build, that that's not a family member. I'm sorry, but it's not. <laughs> well, me, my life ain't gonna be a little prank or a trick. <laughs> These people are gonna get some serious shit. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that you just said that because when my grandmother passed, she passed in the house that I'm in right now. Um, okay. she passed the cancer really so quickly. 
No, no, it's all right. And um, she passed in 2020. It was very quick, very random. Um, and she passed, but she was ready to go when she passed. She sat with a priest. She was happy. She was ready to go. I mean, yeah. it was amazing to see how much she was ready and how she was comforting all of us. It was really weird, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but when she passed, right before she passed, we had, well, she went, she was sleeping when she passed. But right before that, when she was up, we all took a shot of Patron. And that's her favorite shot to have was Patron. And she was a diabetic. Yeah. She wasn't supposed to be drinking, but she's that type yeah. of person. For, you know, she played beer pong with me in high school with all my friends. What and all a my cool friends lady. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> comes, and all my friends would come see her instead of me. And um, mm -hmm. I tell you, it was absolutely amazing because when, after she passed, literally a couple hours later, the Patron was still out on the counter. Now it was completely, we had it in the freezer. We opened mm -hmm. it up, poured it out. Now we left it on the counter. It thawed completely out. This is like four or five hours later. Well, me, my aunt, and my uncle are walking into the kitchen, and all of a sudden, as I'm about to open the, the fridge door, which is right next to the counter where this Patron was, the bottle made the loudest popping noise, and the, the oh, top wow. of the floor flew off and hit the ceiling as if it exploded out of a soda mm -hmm. bottle. I fell to the oh, ground. When it happened, I saw a flash, and it was my grandmother's face laughing hysterically. Yeah. And I literally, I literally got up and I'm like, oh my God, grandma was totally messing with you. And everyone in the room was like, no, that was definitely your grandmother. Like, cause I shit my yes. pants. I felt the floor, you know? And you uh, knew it was her though. You knew, right? And like you said, her face it. laughing. Mm -hmm. It was such a cool thing. And it was just like, um, you know, it really was Chris. It really was. And uh, I tell you, it was such a, such an amazing thing, but like, just to, it was like a knowing, like I saw her, like it was crazy, like just a flash. And I just knew it was her. And like everyone, in the whole room just knew it was just so wild, but how a Patron bottle can do that because there wasn't carbonation, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like, this thing, this thing hit, like, I mean, off the ceiling, like as if it came off with a gun, it was just crazy. With I've never energy, seen right? She was letting you know, I'm not yeah. gone because we yeah. never really die. I always say we, yeah. who would not choose to have our loved ones right in front of us, but they really are with us whenever we think of them, whenever we talk, you know, we think about them, we have a conversation in our head, they can hear us. So we never die. And I guarantee I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Can I prove it? No. But I know we will see everybody that we have loved and we have lost. They, I know with working in palliative care, many loved ones will see loved ones that have gone before them and, and you know, coming uh, here to meet the them, funny, help them pass over. The, the funny thing that uh, I was thinking about yesterday i was just watching the movie gladiator yesterday um, okay. it wasn't 300 aj it was gladiator but um yeah <laughs> um but i was watching it and he he when he prayed he gave thanks to his ancestors mm -hmm. you know that that's that's what they did like they think they're ancestors you know and that just made me think about you know the spirits around me you know, as much as I believe in the, the source or, you know, whatever you guys believe in Jesus or whatever, but, you know, if you put that faith in the, like your ancestors and stuff, they're going to be more with you than, than they ever were, you know, Asian culture. That is a huge part of yeah. Asian culture, having an altar and paying respect to your ancestors. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, where we come the, from. Yeah, with the incense and they, they put it in front of the, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Personally, for me, like on that, on the whole ancestor thing, like I have a hard time with that. And I think the reason why is like, I don't know them. You know what I mean? I can't envision them. 
You know, they so know I you. I don't. No, <laughs> they I know, know, they know me. No, I know they know me. I'm just saying, me as a person, I have a hard time putting my faith completely into it, like I do with other things in my spiritual aspects. But I, for some reason, with the ancestor thing, like I don't know. That's the only time where I feel like I'm talking to air, even though I know I'm not. It just I, feels I feel like, like you do. I feel like yeah. you do because I don't know them. But that doesn't mean that your ancestors aren't there to be. Oh yeah. Walk, look over you, you know, off, some could be your guides, like there's, you know, so they know you yeah. and you'll know them when you cross over. It's amazing mm -hmm. when you hear people's near death experiences and people show up and they have no idea who they were. <laughs> and then they'll see yeah. old family photos and they'll say, that's the guy I saw. And, oh, that was yeah. your great, great uncle so-and-so or whatever. Mm -hmm. What is the whole point of us <coughs> when we come here in each life? What is the whole I'm point sorry? of What is the whole point of us forgetting? about our past lives and all that stuff. What is what has spirit told you about that? What I believe, and we have, all of us have lived thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. Sometimes new yep. souls come in. Um, I say they're a little bit easier usually to sometimes pick out because <laughs> they kind of come here. You've, we've all met people kind of don't have a clue and I'm not being disrespectful, but you know, things that most of us may just know, <clears throat> excuse me, inherently or things like that, right? They've got a different energy, but we've lived different lives. But I can tell you what spirit has shown me each and every one of us is here, not by accident. We are all here for a reason. And this is one of the most difficult places to incarnate. There is a lineup to come here because we come in with spiritual amnesia, most of us. We come in these dense, heavy, fragile bodies, right? And we come here because as I understand it, I've heard it referred to, and I like to refer it this way as earth school. There is a potential to learn so much on this in this incarnation, because you don't remember what you learned from your previous past lives. You come in here kind of blind, but you don't really. We've got guides like Jonathan was mentioning. You know, I never really understood astrology till I've got a, actually, she's coming back on on Monday. I know Robin will know who she is, Carmen Turner Schott. And yep. um, she's an astrologist. And when, for the first time, when she explained it, I got it. Like she said, basically, astrology is a snapshot of the stars in the sky the way they're all laid out the second you were born where you were born and it's like a road map if you will and it, it's almost like a guiding map to show you along the way things maybe that you you have the opportunity to experience if you'd like to we have free will here so we could screw it all up but we come here right to help grow and evolve our souls like you got to figure too if we are immortal beings 80 or 100 years of a human lifetime is literally less than a blink of an eye it's like, as I've heard it described before, it's almost like the soul going on vacation, if you will, right? When we go to a new place and we learn new things and we grow and we evolve and then we go back home. Does that yeah. make sense? Yep. Yeah. Totally love yeah. Well, I totally get it. It just, it's sometimes it's so frustrating. It's like, why would, you know, it's like, oh, the things I probably I learned, I'm relearning, I feel like, you know? And it's, uh, it's but you're going to grow and learn so much. Think of what you've all done in your lifetimes. You've all come in here as babies. You've all experienced life. Nobody has this wonderful, well, if they do, they're lucky, I guess. Maybe they're just here to kind of have a holiday, if you will, easygoing kind of fun life. So people have that and come here for that reason. But most of us come here and it's just a theory of mine. But I feel like those that are older souls, I believe I am, 
and I believe probably all three of you are as well. Um, but we don't have easy lives. We didn't grow up with the Brady Bunch. We didn't have this, like we really encounter, it seems almost like a lot of pain and suffering and difficulty. And then uh, we almost sort of seem to find our way on our path, if you will, like all three of you are practicing yeah, some sort of life, if you will, life work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, the I don't life know path. if you know this one as well, or I'll leave the answer to this one, but how come there's only certain people that, that can actually see spirit and other ones can't? Like when I'm out on an investigation and I can see and I'll point out to whoever's with me and they'll be like, there's nothing there. And I'm like, there is, there's someone there. Why, why can't we all see in that aspect? We can, but I will tell you right now, clairvoyance is one of my weakest gifts. I do not see something actually standing in front of me, but you got to think about it. If we ever came into this lifetime, we're born, you were raised with parents that told you, can you see that spirit over there? Because most little children can see spirit. I believe 100%, just like angel or sorry, not angels, animals and, and other beings, right? But what we get told is it's all part of your imagination. You, there's no such thing as this. I mean, there's, I think that that's kind of my reason why I'm here. And I don't say it from an ego perspective, but is to remind people of who we are. We don't know who we are. We are quite capable of telepathy, of telekinesis, moving things, of seeing spirit, claircognizance, um, connecting to our guides. But it's almost like, like, and I had to go through this myself um, years ago too, because some people hang on to it from childhood. I discovered it because of our paranormal experience. But um, I think we can all do it, but we have to learn how to things like frequency, raising our frequency, um, also being able to tune in to clear the mind. And some people just naturally hang on to the gift like you, Robin, you can see spirit. Whereas I hear spirit all day long. I'm very clear audience. So we're capable of it all. But it's learning, kind of re-remembering and learning how to do it, if you will. No, that, that's exactly <laughs> the same thing. I, I'm, I'm seeing, um, you know, I, I've grown a lot. I started about three years ago and, and I didn't believe in spirit guys. I didn't believe in that. And okay. with AJ's help and, you know, and meeting Robin mm -hmm. and his abilities, you know, I've, I've kind of learned to open my heart up more to it. And now I'm, I'm so you on just board said with the magic it. word. You just said the magic word. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. You just said the magic no, word, opening yeah. your heart, raising the frequency, right? Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I got so no, excited. No, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, um, that now I follow the numbers. Like like when okay. I look at a clock, I, I don't I don't care what time it is. I'm looking to see if I'm on the right path or mm -hmm. um you know if if I'm ready to evolve to my next level of, of meditating, you know, and, and it's mm -hmm. crazy and, and they're always answering. Like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're on your life path, or you might be a little miscued, you know, like I'll see yeah. uh um three, four, five. And then the next, next time I look it, it's five, four, three, you know, uh, you're, you're on the right path, but it's a little skewed, you know, and I just, I just pay attention to them now more than, than I ever did. And I believe that's why I, I, I'm able to talk with them 
so so clear you know, you know? what they feel like too now right yeah, you know yeah, how to yeah. do it so it's opening that doorway and when i talk about frequency because it drove me crazy i used to hear all the time in the beginning you have to raise your vibration i used to say what the hell does that mean and as i started to learn about energy and stuff it made sense yeah. right and learning yeah, to quiet yeah. our minds how many of us are running around i know for myself my mind is going 100 miles ahead of what my mouth does and i talk a lot <laughs> so to quiet our but, minds. so let me ask you that let me ask you this if you think that's why they got more activity in the 80s 70s 80s is because we didn't have the cell phones and the stuff quieting ourselves I do. It was a different time yeah. then to even collectively, <coughs> excuse me, looking at the I mean, I know it wasn't acceptable then, but I'm just saying, do you think that's maybe why the Warrens were so in tune with stuff and, you know, all these crazy cases happening, you know, because people didn't have phones to kind of minuscule that part of their brain? Well, I think Lorraine and Ed Warren probably are soulmates meaning and soulmates don't have to be romantic either by the way but they yeah. found each other in this lifetime i think lorraine was very intuitive that she knew she could hear her guides and connect to angels and higher vibrational beings and they chose as a couple to utilize their lifetime to work on something that was not acceptable we all know what they went through in the beginning coming out with the things that they did. But if you think about it collectively too, even around the globe, um, the 70s was a different time depending on where you lived, right? It was just coming out of the 60s with free love, with with drug, you know, drugs were a lot more freely open and experimentation. Um, then you get into the 80s and especially, I can only speak from a perspective over here in North America. Maybe Robin can chime in if, you know, if he's heard anything in historically, but a different economic climate climate right we were really financially boosted like it was a time of being able to sort of buy whatever you wanted it was a completely different time plus there were no cell phones because cell phones can definitely interfere with energy absolutely yeah that's my thoughts oh hey no i like that that's awesome that is awesome now one question that i know a lot of people have in this world especially mm -hmm. ones that aren't believers because i've been there um, is why is it always feel, and you may not, these are big questions, so I don't know if you'll have the answer, okay. but I've just- And I'll tell you if I can't. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, so don't get it, don't get overwhelmed. But so mm -hmm. this question is, why does it always feel like the good die young? Why does it always feel that the people that shouldn't die are dying mm -hmm. and the ones that are seem like they're the biggest, excuse my language, but assholes are the ones that are being around for a hundred years, it feels like, why is that? Okay, it's just a thought. What I think I'm hearing from spirit, you just kind of said it because I've said it myself, right? They said, yeah. There's the saying, oh, only the good die young. So, yeah. say you get somebody that comes in here that is kind of, if you will, spiritually evolved, even if they're not following a spirituality path, doesn't matter, but they're good to other people. They think of other people, they're loving, they're kind, they're not self, you know, it's not service to self, it's service to others. Maybe they didn't come here for a long time. Maybe that wasn't planned in this incarnation because there wasn't a lot to grow and evolve in this lifetime. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas you've got mm -hmm. somebody that's an asshole, as she said, and, you're, and believe me, I've met them too. Lots of them. We run into them, right? And oh, they yeah. seem to last forever. Maybe it's because they got a lot of lessons to learn while they're here or whatever. Maybe they haven't achieved it. Maybe they knew coming into this incarnation 
it was going to take them a long time, if ever. So they gave themselves more time. Maybe they had more karma to clear from previous lifetimes as well. I don't know, but that would be my thoughts and what I'm hearing from spirit. I'll be the asshole then. <laughs> You're not an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I've gotten that exactly. So it's so crazy you just said that's exactly to the T what I got. Like you I got that too? answer multiple, okay. multiple times. And no, not not in me, like just in me, but I've gotten it through the box and stuff like that. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, which is what was you're an asshole or well, that, and, <laughs> that and hey, uh, I've been called that. I've been called a dick. I've been called everything. Yeah, you were definitely an asshole for sure. Definitely. <laughs> but you know I'm, I'm, I'm like, give me a new name and pot all them. Yeah. No. You know, I'm almost a full asshole. Almost. But, um, yeah, no, what I was going to say was, is that, uh, you know, I've gotten through the box where, like, they've said, you know, lessons that, you know, certain people have more lessons they need to learn yeah. or they give themselves time or, you know, certain things like that because, or it's like the, the you know, the source or God or whatever um, gives them more time to learn from these mistakes that they keep making. And it's like, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, it seems so unfair to us, but it's because we obviously can't see the bigger picture. And a lot of us don't know that, you know, we kind of chose what's going on right now. We kind of set this I, up for ourselves in a pre, you know, pre-agreement, you know what I mean? Things that we wanted to learn that, but that we look at suffering as of right now, because we're here in the physical and that's what we have been told and environmentally around us all the time. But you know, if we were told growing up that the reason why suffering happens is because it's a lesson that we need to learn that we've agreed to, I think that everyone's outlook would be a lot different. You know what I mean? But we're growing up in environments that tell us like, this is just suffering. This sucks. And, you know, it feels like it, obviously. I mean, it's terrible. It, it sucks. But um, yeah, it's but like, what if, what if this is what if this is that cocooning phase? Like, what if our lives is just that can cocooning phase? You know, like like we've talked like, about we're not here. What they were yeah, you yeah. were supposed to learn how to feel and stuff before we can come back. What if that's what this is? Yeah, I mean, who would know, right? I mean, just like you said before, Laura, that you're like, what if you know this is like spirit being on a vacation? It's like, what if spirit went to sleep, woke up in a physical reality, and when we die, we go, we wake up in our full self. Basically, what we do with reality, spiritually wise, what we all believe, you know, we go back to our full self. But what if we just wake up? You know what I mean? Imagine. That would be so crazy, you know. What a you know what a weird thing. But well, what is the dream? Really? And all this would be gone. All this would be gone. You wouldn't remember it. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is that, and again, I haven't studied every near-death experience. I mean, even some people, very small percentage, will have what they would term a hell-like experience. But my my point is that most people, when they come back here, are never afraid to die. Okay. They can't believe the most, I've never seen a person who has had a positive near death experience want to come back. They don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're home. They're happy. We're not our true self. I had a really interesting question. Actually, Spirit reminded me to bring this up that somebody had said in one of my, my shows, because I have two shows now since we've talked, AJ, I have one that we actually asked kind of questions with the audience on Thursday nights. I have a co-host, David. Robin knows who he is. Thing at the foot of the bed. At, or awesome. and sometimes we call it the thong at the foot of the bed. You remember, were you there when we did the Kevin Bacon stuff from Friday the 13th with the, with the uh, yeah, I pulled it up. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, the Speedo he wears. I don't know what he's <laughs> 
Anyways, somebody had said, well, because they were asking what happens with blood transfusions and say, um, you know, you need a new heart or something, right? And somebody yeah. had said, I have heard that the spirit that the heart comes from cannot leave because a physical part of their body is still here. Interesting concept. See? But if that's an interesting concept. But <laughs> we aren't our bodies. This is our vehicle, right? Yeah. This yeah. is just what we're using in this lifetime. And we make it really clear on Thursday nights. My co-host is David Hansel and I. He's a really gifted medium, angel channel, and he's hilarious. Anyways, um, that's not who we are, but we think who we are is who we are here. That's not our real self, our true self. Um, there's aspects that will come through, like your grandmother, what she did with the Patron, and they will let us know who we were in that lifetime with, that we've lost them in particular, so we know who they are right? But we become a completely different person. We're looking at things with human eyes and human perspective, but it's like we can see the whole big picture once we go back home. So again, I don't have all the answers, but to me, this is a car we're driving. Like we're going to leave it. We have no use for it once we leave here. Yeah. Can I upgrade? Is that possible? I that Lamborghini. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I wanted a new Mercedes, you know? But well, no, then you get into the law of attraction. Yeah, now you're getting yeah. into willing it, dude. <laughs> you're oh, getting yeah. into yeah. manifestation. Well, it won't, then you'll get it. Well, you know, it's funny. I probably would get it because I don't want a Mercedes because anything I don't want, I seem to attract very easily. And do you keep thinking about, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, yeah. I don't want this. The universe doesn't yeah. hear things like don't and things like that, right? It focuses on what we well, focus can. our energy yeah. on. Yeah. Like that's why when you're worrying about something and then it seems to happen, like if you're just ruminating, ruminating. So the universe hears, oh, you you do, you don't want to go to work on Monday. No problem. Guess what? You're really sick. <laughs> like the universe will answer. No, no, he once said he didn't want an Irish friend, and look what happened. <laughs> no, you're totally right. I've had I've had a lot of experiences where, um, like every experience actually. <laughs> experience though that i've literally had that has been negative has been me remembering me worrying about that or me saying it out loud like and me stupidly not catching myself and and I, now i'm more mindful of it but before i wasn't and i remember when i first got my license back i first got my car on the road all of a sudden this thought in my mind would come and it'd be like i'm gonna get a flat yeah. tire and I'm I've like, had the same thing, or, oh my God, and I'll get flashes. I don't know if it's from a past life or something of a head-on yeah. car collision. It's like, nope, wipe the slate clean. <laughs> just yeah. keep driving. Yeah. And no, but I'll tell you what, there's one day where I wasn't, I was just tired, I wasn't catching myself, and I just let the thought come in, and I would, I saw images, obviously, of me getting a flat tire, and no joke, the next day, got mm -hmm. a flat tire. I was mm -hmm. so pissed at myself. I'm like, you know, I was like, I've been avoiding this for months, and just- I like, manifested that shit. Only you, AJ. Only you. Oh, no, but think of it. Pass the flat tire. <laughs> think of it this way. Maybe you might have manifested it, but how do you know? Maybe your guide wasn't giving you a little inkling about it because that flat tire had to happen. Because if you had kept driving, you would have ended up, say, in a head-on collision uh, or something worse. So you needed to be delayed so that you didn't go where you were supposed to go. There you two go. There's always two sides to a coin. Yeah. 
Double-edged sword, baby. You got me. I have nothing to say on that one. You have got me because that's perfect. I, there's nothing I can say. You're, you're just lost for words, and you're not normally. No, yeah. Totally lost for words. Yep. Right, that's one thing. AJ's lost for words. I try to look yeah, at it. Mark the date. Mark the date. Yeah. You had said me stupidly thinking that's the other thing we do to ourselves. And this is with no judgment because I do it. We all do it. We are the hardest on ourselves, right? We oh, yeah. really, really are. That wasn't stupid. It be, You know what? Because of that experience, you're now mindful, more mindful of what you're thinking, right? It's not meaning you're going to be perfect. You're not. It, I think it's so important for ourselves to give ourselves grace and and forgive ourselves because i'm i'm just as guilty and then i got to remind myself you know the things we say to ourselves and the things we think most of us that are usually very kind to other people would never say something like that to somebody else but we'll say it to ourselves right so yeah. it's okay because you learn from that experience and i always embrace it all because it makes us who we are today right that's exactly yeah, what you weren't stupid Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Next I mean, time, AJ, manifest two flat tires and see where it gets you. He got Robin to remind you. <laughs> right? Seriously. It's these idiots right here that do it to me. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm manifesting all four. Remember who no, manifested no, no, no. the, the 20 no. grand on the slot machine? Yeah. Did you no, do that? Did you yeah, do that, said. Jonathan? Do you feel like yeah, you did, did that? that? How was that? So here's the story. Here's the story. It was uh, 2021. Went up to the uh, Black Hawk Casinos here in Colorado, and uh, it was my father-in-law's birthday. Mm -hmm. I was going up to this machine. My wife went to the bathroom, and I mm -hmm. sat there before I put my money in, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I will hit the jackpot grand. Okay. <laughs> and I put my money in, and it went all the way down to the last spin. And I hit it. I hit the the grand on an oh, eighty cents. Oh my god! Eighty gosh, cents. Awesome. Eighty cents. One twenty grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't beat that. That's wow. so awesome. So yeah. so awesome. Mm -hmm. You get all kinds of comments here about people saying stuff. Of what I, I, mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> oh, I think it's stuff. Chris Binder said, "Avoid the wreck that happened because you were." Yeah, he got in a. Let's see it. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, avoided a wreck that happened uh, because you're pulled over with the flat. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, it's, you know, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, even though I didn't see the wreck or didn't, you know, see any kind of accident, mm -hmm. you're right. Who knows? The accident mm -hmm. could have definitely happened, you know, and there's been a lot of cases where, you know, I've lost my car due to like, you know, when I was like back in the day when I was messing up, mm -hmm. I, I would mess yeah. up and I would, you know, mm -hmm. drive and all of a sudden, you know, I'd end up somehow in some random accident that would be the stupidest accident you know nothing crazy no one nothing serious right. or anything but it would mm -hmm. be enough where it would be like something was showing me like listen you're not learning your lesson this needs to be taken away from you for you to learn why does and, that surprise me oh no it definitely <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all either because i'm one of those kids even my mom said when i was going to kindergarten she said yeah we almost we had to hold you back in kindergarten because all you wanted to do was play and I, you know what? I totally understand. That. <laughs> and what is wrong with that? that that's what I'm talking about when you asked about people saying, like, why, Robin, you did it, but why can't we see spirit and stuff? Because play is a child's work, right? And what do you do? Like you said, you had to be held back a year because all you wanted to do is what naturally. <laughs> you didn't want to grow up. <laughs> you didn't want to grow up. Only you. 
I still don't want to grow Peter up. Peter Pan, bitch. <laughs> he still goes to kindergarten three days a week. Yeah. <laughs> You're an asshole. I complete a child's work. I really do. I do. And don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect or anything like this, but the things I'm sharing with you, and I'm always very honest, I do try to walk the walk of the talk of the talk that I do, but I'm not perfect at it either. But I've sort of tried to train myself. Like I said, when we run into these crappy things in life that we do, you don't always see the reason for them. Maybe we lost a job or a house or something. And it seems like the most devastating thing in the world. And it is at that moment but even as time passes and you look back at it if if you're willing to you can usually see why something happened why it either needed to be moved out yeah. of the way or like you said with with the accident you had you know aj it wasn't a big accident but thank god it wasn't but there's always usually a reason why something's moved out of your way i always like to think it makes room for something bigger and better depending on how we look at it well yeah, and i no, think no. if you keep asking uh why am i here you know what's my purpose i, I think the more and more you ask yourself and you, you let it out there into the universe it's going to show you it's going to say mm -hmm. hey take this path you know it's going to make it we might get another year in kindergarten yet <laughs> okay but you see you asked you what you're here to learn patience i hate to tell most people you're not gonna you're not gonna end up in a Zudas, uh sorry buddhist monkery uh you know running around with no speech praying and the whole bit you're gonna have people around you pushing your buttons constantly right because that's why you're here you're here to learn are you gonna master it once you master it it doesn't come back but that's not true i have found that it still comes back every now and then from the universe to remind you do, do you still remember the mm. lesson do you still remember the lesson <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Oh, you ain't lying there. Little mm -hmm. subtle hints. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. Patience, patience, I feel, is something, is some, like, it's a lesson that we learn throughout our entire lives, I feel like. You know what I mean? It's not like something we ever master. I really, truly believe that. Like, I, I feel like there is maybe a couple people in this world that have mastered it and have, are truly, you know, at this point where nothing bothers them and whatever. And I don't know who, maybe a monk, like you just said, I have no idea. I couldn't be that way. But, um, you know, all the people that I've met, I don't know anybody like that. What was that? You might be surprised because I don't think it was one of my lessons. I was usually pretty patient. And then I had a son with severe autism. You want to learn but, about but, having patience. Oh, um, to give you, give you an idea about the monks, the, the greatest uh, saying I heard, uh, I posted it on my uh, Facebook is, um, if the the cup is full, you you have to empty it. You have to relearn everything. You still have you to know, keep refilling it, yeah. right? When you're giving to yeah. others all the time. Yeah, if it, if you feel it's full, empty it. You know, you know, mm -hmm. learn it again. You know, just keep learning. You know, and you'll you'll That's eventually get. We use though too, right? As a light worker, and most of us, a lot of us, are not just light workers, but are very good at giving. Like you'll hear somebody say, "Oh, that guy would give, he'd give you the shirt off his back," right? Amazing mm -hmm. people. But the other thing is, I think that part of being a human being on this planet is living in balance, right? We need to be grounded, but also connected to source or whatever your belief system is, the universe, whatever it is right? So we're very good at giving. 
I'm one of these people. And it was a big aha moment for me a few years back to realize, but I was not very good at receiving. And what I mean by that is you get a friend calling you up and saying, hey, I was thinking about you. I want to take you out for lunch, my treat. What would I say? Oh, that's okay. I'd love to go out for lunch, but no, you don't have to pay. No, 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 no. And I realized that was a gift, right? And it was a heartfelt. There was nothing, no strings attached. And so I started learning that it's okay to say yes too, right? And it keeps everything sort of in balance, if you will. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but to no, me, it no, does. I mean, the yin and the yang of life, you know, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get the scary, spooky stuff thrown in that we're all into. We're the kindergarten <laughs> to first grade. True, true. You know, it's funny what we were talking about earlier, like a little a little bit ago when you said we we're talking about children and children's faith, certain thing like that. And uh, it's funny because in the Bible, Jesus said that um, we should have faith like a child. We should have childlike faith. And I read that a long time ago when I was really, really into Christianity, really hardcore going to church and everything. And it made me think to myself, like, you know what? We're always so scared to ask for certain blessings or healing of somebody because we feel whether it's insignificant to God or whatever it may be our reason. And it's like a child. Or you're not think worthy. That. A child, that's what I mean. Like whether you're unworthy or whatever it is. You're always and, worthy. Always. No, exactly. But as a child, they don't think that type of stuff, you know, and it's so crazy that, that that's written in, in an old text like that. And. You know, my, my beliefs obviously are a little different now, but still I hang on to certain scriptures like that because it's something that all of us can learn from. You know what I mean? And I believe there's a lot of stuff in old text, sacred text, whether you believe in the religion or you don't, like even in Islam, something that's been really touching my heart lately. Like Islam has really been, you know, for some reason, touching my heart again. And I've been reading the Quran and all this stuff. And I tell you, the teachings in there are absolutely amazing. And there's it's so, so much crazy. wisdom in there. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, it's so crazy to see how much wisdom you will find if you just have an open mind. You don't have to be dedicated <laughs> to one, but have an open mind and learn. Take what you can learn and, and shake the rest. And, and you know, like a child, it would be like a child wouldn't sit there and go, well, I just don't like that. I'm not going to do this. You know, I like that, but I like that, but I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like having that faith like a child, I think, is really big um, when you're in a spiritual aspect for yourself. And, you know, having that childlike faith where law of attraction, believing in you know things that obviously can be attracted to us, positive or negative. I mean, that's just like having childlike faith because us as adults are always told, oh, that's garbage or that's, you know, that's magic. That's stupid, you know, but in reality, it's like, no, it's not. It's true. Like we are powerful beings and we don't just don't know it. We're not told it. We don't, you know, for some reason, mm -hmm. we just don't believe it. And, uh, you know, it's just so crazy to see. I mean, I'm sure you see it all I the had, time. I had a mentor tell me years ago, what other people think of me is none of my business. And I remember thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Of course I care what other people think. And I now understand it. If somebody's crappy to you or really mean to you or snarky or nasty or an asshole, like you guys said, right? When you step back, like we really don't know what happened to that person for all we know. Maybe their spouse left them. Maybe they lost a pet. It could be anything going on in their life. We don't know what happened, right? doesn't give them the right to take it out on us. But where I'm going with this is usually other people's behavior to ourselves are, are of two reasons, I believe. One is they may be mirroring something that we can't see in ourselves. Like when we have pet peeves and things like that, there's always usually something in there to unpack. I always say it's so much easier to look from the outside in, say we've got a friend 
going through something or whatever. And it's like, why can't they see this? Or the other thing that's even more important, I think, is it usually says more about that person and what they're experiencing. It had really nothing to do with you. But we take it so personally, right? We could get a thousand wonderful comments. And I've done it too. Don't get me wrong. I st it still hurts. And you get one really evil, nasty, cut you to the heart comment. And what do we do? We focus on the negative, right? Instead of the hundred or thousand beautiful comments of people. You hear what I'm saying? But it's really about that person. It's not about you. It took a long time for me to figure that one out. I don't know if it resonates yeah. or not, but it no, certainly helps for <laughs> me anyways. Yeah, I I do it constantly. I literally will go out of my way. If like, say if I go into a room or something, I'm with a bunch of people and there's someone that I don't know. And say if that person just for some reason, I just don't like that person. I don't know what it is, whatever. Mm -hmm. I immediately think and to myself, mm -hmm. no, and I immediately think to myself, you know what? Yes, it could be the energy of that person, whatever. But if I don't give them the chance to tell, like make them see what they are, then I can't judge that book by its cover. So what I do is I literally will be attracted to that person because I know that that insecurity is probably my own. It's not me being mad at this person just because of the way they look or whatever. There's something energetically about this person that is, is eating me myself. And that's why I'm not, a, you know, not, I don't want to be around this don't like people. <laughs> no, that's, we just don't. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, I'm saying there is times like that too, but I'm saying a lot of the times for me, I'll find myself after the you fact of really that thinking about it going, wow, you know what, after talking with them, like, wow, this is what it was that was resonating with me, that's bothering me. It's not nothing about mm -hmm. them, you know? And it's like something very important I think a lot of us should do. But Chris Binder said real quick, he said, is that why children can see spirit better? Because they have like that childlike faith. Can you answer that for us, Larry? Yeah, um, I think it's the same reason why animals can see spirit. When I'm working with people with say paranormal investigations or you're trying to help people, first thing I'll ask them, I have a whole questionnaire, but one of them is, do you have small children or animals? And I think what it is, is they live in the now. And that word I just said, now, it's already in the past, right? They just live in the now. They naturally have a higher vibration because they're not weighed down with bills to pay and jobs to go to and all this other stuff that we as adults especially or as we get older right they play they play they have a natural childlike as we say curiosity and wonder about the world many of the things all three of you guys have already said like they're open they're open to learning they're open to asking questions they don't worry about what someone's going to say to them or like a little three-year-old that's laughing and maybe making a, you know we'd say a fool out of themselves or whatever they're not just living they're just living in the now they're just living in joy and they're not worried that uncle or aunt so-and-so is going to say, oh, that child's crazy or whatever. No, they, they don't hear that. They don't care about it. You know mm. what I mean? They're unencumbered yeah. with all this extra energy that we, I mean, we have to, right? The world we live in and we're adults and we got people that depend on us. I get that. But children don't have all that. Neither do animals. They just live in the now. No, I, I heard the scientists talking about, about dogs the other day is is that is that it's genetically encoded that they know their mortality is not as long as ours so every day that they live is a week of our lives so mm -hmm. think about that every every day for a dog is a week of our lives and and they know that they should just be happy you know and it's it's such a tremendous thing you think about you know if you you just go to the mailbox you come home and your dogs are like oh you're finally home 
But you think yeah. about it, that you've been gone for three days to them. <laughs> That's so, Your so unconditional love. Animals and um, kids. But, but yeah, I was about to say, not only kids, though, like what I was going to, what I wanted to say to that, what he was just saying was, you know what? I mean, you know this too, Laura Lee, having a child that has a disability. Anyone that I've ever met with a disability, whether it be autism, Down syndrome, all this stuff, they're always happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have their moments, obviously, but I'm, but I used to have a person I used to work with in uh, Stop a Shop, a, a bunch of mm-hmm. disabled person, people um, that were there that were absolutely amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. they'd be out in the snow, the rain, the yeah. crappiest weather, and they would be smiling, singing, pushing carts <laughs> people. And I'm over here bitching and complaining because I couldn't get a girl at school today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it makes me wonder, <laughs> like, why, why am I, you know, so worried about all this stuff? And I'm not, I'm not thankful enough for my blessing to see that if these people that have a disability that aren't living, what I would say a full life to their fullest, like they want to, you know, are super happy more than me. And I gotten the gift of not having any ailments or having any health things, you know, thank the Lord. But it just makes me wonder just like how dogs have that thing where, you know, you could beat this dog for 20 years straight. Yes, he'll turn a little angry, but if you all of a sudden start to treat him with some love, he'll come right back to who he was, it seems, on all these videos that I watch. And it just blows my mind. And it's like, how do we know this love? And it's something internal, I think, you know, something I feel internally. And I mean, is that something I'm right about? Is that something that's just in us? I, yeah, I think that we're born, I don't think we're ever born with hate. Hate is a learned, oh, yeah. a learned emotion. I think that when we come from love and then we return to love when we leave here, that that's truly who we are at a soul level. So it is naturally ingrained. And then you can get into really crazy talk about genetic studies and what have you, that they're looking for the God particle and part of the DNA and they think they may have identified it What what is classified by scientists as junk DNA, believe it or not, they think they may have found where that is. So I think we're just naturally predispositioned, if you will, to love. And then like the reason why I'm a true crime fan is because to me, I try and understand like where could somebody come from that level of evil and depravity and do so many awful things say like a serial killer or something and i'm not trying to get all morbid here but my point is i try and understand that like obviously there i i i can't see the purpose for something like that but that who knows maybe we've all chosen that in one lifetime right we experience everything as i understand it everything so you got a difficult life in this lifetime somebody said to me recently and it really resonated maybe you're experiencing some karma from previous lifetimes. Maybe you inflicted some of this on somebody else. And now in this lifetime, because people think karma is a payback. And to me, the way it's been explained, it's that we experience it from the other person's perspective in the next lifetime, the karma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's rough. You know, it's rough. I mean, because we can't see the damage we cause right away. You know, I mean, anytime that I, I know, have negative- I hate that. I hate that because if what if we like, you know, somebody's had and we've all met them like they've had a horrible life, like really difficult and nothing ever seems to go right. And then I I always say it's not my job to judge. But what if that was like maybe they had an amazing life before and they did really awful things to other people. So in this time they get to experience it from the other person's perspective. But we don't know that like that's that's tough. Yeah, that's really tough. 
I just think that supports my cocooning theory that this is we're all just cocoons here. <laughs> it's supposed yeah. to learn. Stuff. I don't like have all the answers. I'm open to hearing anything, and I do change my mind. Like more people I meet, more experiences I have. I'm open. I was raised Roman Catholic. I was forced to go to church. I always say from the day in the womb and um, school and the whole bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. So anybody listening to this, I'm not judging you just for myself. I don't resonate with it. I never did. So to me, I consider myself spiritual and some people need religion. I used to always kind of look at it privately and say I couldn't understand it. And then I listened. There's a great podcast out there called the Next Level Soul Podcast. It's um, Alex Ferrari's the host. He used to be a Hollywood director and stuff. Yeah, seen him. Got, have you guys seen yeah. it? Heard it? I've seen. I've seen Next Level. Yeah, it's yeah. a great podcast. And um, somebody was telling the analogy. It's it's too long to get into right here now. But it was talking about if you were going to visit God, basically, if you consider God, if you believe in God or whatever your higher power is that you were going back to visit them. You've been away for a long time. Do you think God would care what car you showed up in? And he made the analogy as a parent, maybe who hadn't seen their children in a long time. Are you going to notice what the car is? And the whole point of it was, and it really made me open my eyes, is that if it's God, it's the universe, it's Buddha, whoever you believe it is, right? Any vehicle that gets you back and closer to love and to source, to God, whatever it is, doesn't really matter. And I went, yeah. You're right. So maybe some people need religion. Some people need whatever it is, right? We're all different. It all has different names, but it all goes to the same place. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing we were, when we were talking earlier about uh, being like, you know, having a pre-planned life, like when we sit down in the beginning before we come here yeah. and incarnate and, um, you know, how we learn, uh, you know, how hate is a learned feeling and all that stuff. And one story that always comes to mind when I hear about how we plan life and everything is already planned and, you know, we just don't see that don't bigger picture. That. I, don't I don't believe that either. I don't believe that either. But you know what? You know what's really crazy about it is, is that there was a priest in Germany a long time ago mm-hmm. and he was walking by this pond and he happened to see a child drowning in the pond. Well, he ran out. He ended up saving this child. Well, this child grew mm-hmm. up to become Hitler, okay? This child grew mm-hmm. up to become Hitler. Now, the thing is, would that priest have saved that child if he saw the bigger picture of what this child would have became, or would he have allowed that child to die? What would you guys do? If I saw the I bigger picture? You, you, you saw the you bigger picture. You live in the now. <laughs> would you, would I think you, that's no, what no. we're supposed to do is live in the now. No. You can't no, control no. what the future is going to be. I think it's a good question. Yeah, Because no, i got to be honest I would be torn and I wouldn't have that long to make that decision. Probably I would have just jumped in being a nurse and I've been a lifeguard before and saved no, them. You did. And went, you did. Why did I do that? Or I'm going to be yeah. gross here. Um, I'm in Canada and we, I have to be careful what I say, but our fearless leader. Okay. There's been many a meme where his mother, cause his father used to be in power. Okay. Mr. True dope. We'll call him. Mm. And there's many a meme out there and I'm not trying to be gross, but it's kind of true. Kind of same analogy. Maybe his mom should have swallowed. I'm sorry, but it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I have a sense of humor. I do. (laughs) With Hitler. Okay. Do we save him? If we know, maybe that's why we come in with no prior memory. 
right? Like, because yeah. I don't know what I would have done because that I wouldn't have had time to ruminate the facts of how many different lives would be changed with the butterfly effect if we didn't save Hitler. W would there have been a different Hitler? Could there have been, you know what I mean? Okay. So that's but a really good question okay. you asked. So, I'm just saying, so everything I learned from spirit is you have to live in the now. You can't control what somebody else is going to be or you can't, you can't change their their destiny, you know, that's their life path. Just live in the now, do what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to learn, even no, if it's Hitler, so you're supposed to learn something by a kid drowning in a lake. Oh, shit. You gotta learn to swallow. Walk-ins. Like, I often wonder when you've had, say, a near-death experience and you have something that's pretty rare but called a walk-in, I heard something recently and it resonated. For those that may have not heard what a walk-in is, um, somebody has a near-death experience and when they survive it, they come back, they have no memory of their previous life before. They have no, they're, they're like a stranger. They've just come into this lifetime. But something that resonated, we'll see what you guys think is, what if that particular life that had the near-death experience was here solely for the purpose to be able to help other people achieve their lessons and their goals and whatever it may be. It's a perfectly healthy body and you are needed to be here. Maybe that soul has said, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. I need to check out from their higher self. So a walk-in comes in to take that place so you don't change other people's lives if they were removed from the earth. That's pretty wild. I never or, or here's the question, AJ. After the father saved the, the kid in the, the pool, what did he do in his life to make sure he groomed that life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, how how involved was that father? You know, if he if he was willing to risk his life to save he was his. a priest. So he was a priest. So just say that the child, it's up to the child to come to the God. I mean, really, it's not a priest's job to go to the house every day. So what I'm saying is it's just say you all it was about was saving this kid or not saving this kid. And if this kid you knew if you got five minutes, which felt like an hour of somebody sitting there giving you a vision and showing you and telling you all the understanding that this kid. I would have done it. Him, I know now I would have done it. You would have saved you know or not my job to play God. It's not my job to judge. And as I'm listening to spirit, how do you know that that spirit still wouldn't have just come through in a different child being born? Maybe a few years later, right. maybe it was preordained. It was one of those things that had to happen. And I say that with no disrespect to anybody that's gone through the Holocaust. The reason, no, the reason why I say this, no, the reason why I say this is because of that reason, because I believe that too. I believe that, you know, certain things are set in path in motion, certain things. And I don't believe that everything is, but I believe that certain things, and I believe that what he was going to become was he was going to become that. I think no matter if he was here this time around, oh, or next time around, I agree I, with that, dude. He was, no, I, he was groomed to this. He, he picked up and he learned what he wanted to learn, dude. You know, and but, he was groomed the, into that. But the they've funny never part been able to read him though right the boys of berlin they tried yeah never been able to recreate him thank god nope. yeah i know well you know what's wild is that the story that i just told you about the priest and the pond and stuff is actually a true story about hitler and a priest did save hitler from drowning in a pond and the priest later on in life was like 
I don't know what I would have done now if I knew. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? You know, you know, and 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 it's just it always begged me a question to ask somebody, you know, that question. And uh, you know, I have no, you know, I have no disrespect towards anyone who suffered during that time because that was he. I mean, I would have wanted, I would have killed him. I would have wanted to kill him. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would okay still want to kill him. That's okay. So, that's okay. Yeah. No. No. Totally. And, but, you know, I, I feel totally bad for what happened there, but, you know, I had to ask this question because it makes you wonder, like, if you really did see the bigger picture of everything, would you react the way you are reacting or would you react different? You know, if you I had the knowledge, you know, Yo, definitely. Or even if, even if he did die, who's to say that somebody else went and took his place? That's <laughs> what made me change my mind because I was leaning towards no, I wouldn't have saved him, and then hearing spirit, right? But you reminding me, I always say it's not my job to judge, and it's not. And then yeah. the other thing yeah. is exactly what you guys have all said, but each one of you, what if he came back just a few years later, but incarnated in a different child, different body? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chris goes, just snap your fingers like Thanos. I like that, Chris. Oh, I like that <laughs> one too. We had right? that power. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I think that's a wild theory. I had to ask you guys, and uh, you I know, think it's an awesome question. You know, had to ask. So, but uh, guys, you have any other questions you want to ask Orly? No, I, I can't <laughs> thank you enough for your. I thought time. we were going to talk about things spooky today. <laughs> I didn't ask I don't you know guys. The conversation that is went. spooky. That's spooky to some people, man. Not to know what's yeah. going on. We, we, we've got a lot more shoes for you to come on, Laurelie. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, I pulled out cards. I didn't ask Robin. I just said yes because I love coming on your show and I'm so grateful that you guys asked me. It's the first time meeting Jonathan and I always, it's always a great discussion. You guys ask the best questions and I really enjoyed myself. So thank you for having me. No, thank you. Um, no, I want you to pull a card out and see if you could give a read just on the whole, just on all of it right now. Just everything. So you want me to do through. like kind of a gallery reading then? Yeah, there you go. Sure. Okay, so Spirit says, Kyle Gray, um, I don't need cards, just so you guys know this, but when I'm doing shows, like David, uh, my co-host, David Hansel, he has a big following on TikTok. So we go, we try to, on Wednesday nights, we'll answer questions, do readings, and what have you um, on there. But when we're doing one question readings that are quick and fast, sometimes it's easier just to pull a card. Mm -hmm. So I'm just shuffling. I'm getting, I, sorry, Chris Binder, I have to point out your comment that you said I can't swim. So Hitler drowns. Oh, <laughs> <that was funny. laughs> you didn't have the choice. It was already made for you. Right. Yeah. We didn't talk about that option. Yeah. That's funny. Yep, that's funny. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pull a card. So for anybody listening to this, whether it's live or on the replay, if you hear this message and you feel like, holy crap, that's, me like this this resonates with me um then it's meant for you okay because spirit will know who's going to watch this or who's going to watch it on the replay or maybe you feel maybe it'll play it pertains to somebody you know or whatever believe me it's for you or for whoever you know so the card we pulled oh this is a cool card direction guardian choose or sorry we're going to read that again choose your path and i think this is a Look, right, right after what we've all talked about <laughs> i know jonathan's laughing i knew he would right? what did we talk about today i love spirit they do it all the time all the time i'm getting goosebumps that's my sign for truth so if you've been oh. listening to the show and maybe you're listening you're not seeing it the card 
has like a male guardian angel. I'll turn it around in the middle. It has a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pointed star in the middle. Uh, it's got a beautiful, I'll say steer with horns. It's got an eagle and it's got a lion. And it's a really beautiful card, a lot of green and gold. So this fits very well. Thank you, Spirit, with the show that we've had today and what we've talked about. But what I'm Absolutely. getting from Spirit, what were you going to say, Jonathan? No, I was just thanking Spirit. I'm like, oh, good. Okay. That wasn't even what my I'm voice. Getting, <laughs> what I'm getting from Spirit is because I think that we touched on something important that we didn't get a chance really to talk about. And that is, why am I here? What is my life purpose? And what I'm hearing from spirit, uh, spirit for you is if you're really stuck and you're not sure if you're able to take a couple deep breaths, being even out in nature is even better if you can be there. But to ask yourself, what do I love to do? What brings passion, you know, brings my passion? What makes me happy? Every time I'm doing this, I feel like I'm not doing work. Okay, that's one thing. If you're still stuck and you're not sure what did you always say you wanted to be when you were little and you wanted to grow and you were growing up or that you love to do as a child that you no longer do now even if that's not something that's going to lead into a career path it's going to put you in something we were talking about earlier the vibration the happiness the joy okay so you can look at these things and they may just be stepping stones for you but there's an old saying of choose a career path that every day you go to work it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you're going to play. You look forward to it. You go forward, you move forward, and you can't wait to go to work. I'm also hearing that there are a lot of people out here who will be here, you know, hearing this, watching this. You have a book in you. Maybe you've got a podcast that you need, to, you want to do, but you feel like who's going to listen to me? Who's going to hear me? Who's going to see me? Guess what? If you're feeling that calling, you have got something to say to the world that there will be people out there that will definitely resonate with what you're seeing and what you're hearing. And I send you all so much Just love and light. Thank you for letting me do speak that. Speak with the heart and mind. Speak with heart and mind. Absolutely. I was just going to say, add anything you'd like, gentlemen, because all three of you are very intuitive. So. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. That was awesome. How cool right, that crazy. Right, I love the start. <laughs> I know how perfect was that. John, you weren't with us. You weren't with us, John, when she when we picked three random guests to come on the show, man. And one of them was my friend Jen from like elementary school. And literally, I remember with the cookies. With yeah, the cookies. With the cookies. And it was she literally was in the car in her car outside her house by herself, and she was like, she was trying not so hard not to ball her eyes out. I mean, she had such a good reading; it was amazing. And literally, didn't know her, didn't even know she was coming on. I didn't even know she was gonna watch and. It was just so crazy what happened. And all three people got something. I wasn't was doing mediumship readings, remember? Because, okay, you so were. David, I feel better. We don't do mediumship readings on air. We always say we don't. But if somebody's loved one comes through or whatever, we're not going to say, sorry, get lost. We're not going to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, we don't... Put them on mute. <laughs> yeah, we're not sorry, you're muted. The reason why is yeah. personal. And it usually takes a little bit of time to connect to that person's energy and what, but because I had a conversation with spirit after your show, let me tell you, because I told AJ and Robin, I'm not doing mediumship readings. And this is why, just what I said. And then we said it on the show. And then the first person comes on and she said, I'm so sorry, but that's all I wanted to ask. So we did do it. Because I'm going to tell you this quickly. I've never 
both of you this afterwards. Well, maybe that was spirit telling you it's okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to spirit. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> they said, oh, it's fine. You can do well? it live. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what they said. And I said, so you're telling me I'm standing in my own way. There you go. Thank so you. thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's, Hey, you know, whatever we could do to help. I mean, you were helping us more than we were helping you, but Hey, it looked like it both worked in both ways. So I know, but before I had this thing, and I told you guys this, that I used to think I needed a picture of the person where I could see their eyes and their face. So it was it was a lesson for me, and I've never had the opportunity to tell you guys this, that I don't need all that rigmarole. It was me thinking I did, standing in my own way. So thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. I just want to say thank you so much for watching, man. Uh, join us all the time. We, we normally laugh a lot more. I just have a wicked headache today. Otherwise, I'd be cracking more jokes. But um, I appreciate you uh, watching uh, so much. No, we, no, we're normally laughing at you more. Well, true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you got very But anyway, uh, anyway, I want to say thank you, Laura Lee, so much for coming on. It was an honor to have you on. We're going to have you on again because we have so much to talk about. But before anyone goes, um, please check out Laura Lee on Paranormal Survivor. Laura Lee, tell them what episode, what season. Okay, I'm going to plug a few things here. So I'm on Paranormal Survivor Season 4, Episode 9, called Demonic Hauntings. And I have all our paranormal stuff that I've released to the public pinned to my profile on Facebook at the top. So you can find it. My profile is public. Also, I would love for you to tune in. Robin's usually there. Um, I have a live podcast on Monday nights on UFO Paranormal Radio Network. Um, it's called The Angel Rock from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Thursdays, I have a new show still on UFO Paranormal Radio Network. I've mentioned him a few times, David Hansel. And we have The Thing at the Foot of the Bed from 7 to 9 p.m. And we would I always involve my audience, but I would love to have you at both of them. But you can, at, you can ask Robin. Like, we, you guys kind of steer the show, the audience, by asking the questions and what do you want to talk about. So thank you. And if you ever want to get a hold of me, facebook.com forward slash interrock. So thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Not a problem. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Don't notice. No problem. Thanks, Spirit, because I was supposed to be gone out to camp and everything. I said if you had asked me before we went on air a half hour before, I would have to say no. <laughs> no, I know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Stu, we just want to say hello to you real quick. Thank you so much yeah. for calling in. Good evening to you. Stu, Stu from Telford Paranormal, hit me up. I'm in Lancashire. So hit me up. Yep, hit Robin up, please. We'll have you on the show. It'll be awesome. We'll show some evidence. Um, so definitely hit Robin up. Um, but everyone, thank you guys so much for watching. Laura Lee, we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you so Absolutely. much. And uh, thank you. we'll see you soon. Okay, thank you. Wow, guys, an awesome office, awesome episode. Almost <laughs> stuttered over my words. Um, but yeah, man, it never hard. fails, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> Every time all three of us are together, we have the craziest time, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. It was pretty wild. I mean, we have such a great time, though, when Laura Lee comes on. I mean, from the first time she was on till now, I mean, we always have a great thing. And I wasn't going to let her leave without reading one of the cards, at least, you know? So, and Hell yes, yeah. Chris, we are absolutely fucking nuts. Totally batshit crazy. Um, but that's how we like it here, talking with the source. We appreciate you so much for watching, Chris. Stu, thank you so much. Please get a hold of Robin at Robin, Robin at Halfern Paranormal on Facebook or whatever other way you'd like to at Halfern Paranormal. Um, come on the show. 
and uh, let's have you on as a guest. So please uh, reach out. But thank you guys so much for watching. I'll, 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 I'll whatever other way you want to get in contact with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I tell you what, I'm just going to end this because my head's going <laughs> me. I can't even talk. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Talking with the Source. Make sure you check us out on all podcast listening platforms and social media platforms. Until next time, guys, thank you for an awesome show. Love you. Yeah.